everyone it's Tim and Yoshi and tacos actually we don't have any tacos but I do live right next to a golf course so I figured why not make a walk and talk video but man for those of you that were thinking that maybe maybe June maybe June was gonna be the month maybe things would finally get back to normal well uh, maybe July but uh, <clears throat> it seems like things are only really progressing from here uh, in terms of the intensity of how crazy things are getting but what I wanted to do today was I get a lot of questions uh, a lot of people have been asking me you know what I make of everything and I, know, I guess it's pretty broad what I make of everything but I'm gonna talk about the uh, biggest looting in American history that's uh, going on right now and no not talking about all the uh, rioters and uh, you know, everything we're currently seeing on TV and all the uh, brave independent journalists and just regular people out there with a microphone. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just a regular person with a microphone. Couldn't, uh, couldn't actually get my GoPro, uh, the audio to work through it. It's really annoying right now. So I've actually got uh, a cell phone doing this. But what I wanna do is just kind of give a general overview of this financial crisis that was really, had been brewing uh, for a very long time and was sort of kicked off in October of 2018. We're going to go back and revisit that and then talking about this whole uh, pandemic that has now turned into race riots, that is now turning into who the hell knows and what it all means. And I, yeah, I mean, I have like 30 words written down for notes, but the rest now this is all just freestyling, right, Yoshi? We're just freestyling with it. But, I mean, life goes on. I mean, here we are. You know, I'm a pretty nice area, I guess, of Phoenix. Uh, I don't really feel too threatened. But, uh, you know, I do have protection on me in case stuff really does go down. But when I said that things go back to October, they really go back to October 4th, 2018. That was the day that I almost said Ben Bernanke, or I guess Osama Ben Bernanke. That, but it was Jerome Powell. That was the day Jerome Powell said that we were on autopilot. Uh, was ex exact words. What they meant by that is that they were going to keep raising the interest rate by one quarter of a percent every time the Fed met. So you know every year, uh, approximately is going to be going up one percent. That is the Fed funds rate. And I knew that that couldn't happen. For those of you, uh, and really not a ton of you out there. I mean, maybe there's you know 50 of you at, at most who are regularly following my content on the podcast and definitely appreciate it but i did have you know podcasts dating all the way back to uh i think like may uh so previous to that so like may 2018 had the uh so and i do apologize for that sound guys it is uh well actually got a little nice little waterfall over here in the 55 and older community but if you go back to all these videos that i had that were talking about that this would be the jump off and what I meant by the jump off is that there was no way the Fed could actually do the things that has got a big ass truck over here. Uh, the Fed, no way that the Fed could do the things that they said they're going to do, uh, raising the interest rates. And at the time, I even, if you go back to that perfect storm is brewing video, I mean, it's like eight minutes long or maybe even less than that. And really the thing details out exactly why we could not do the things that they said that we could do without having a complete calamity ensue. And so during the Obama 
regime, we kept pretending that uh, we could eventually raise rates someday and eventually sell off the balance sheet and that things would eventually get back to normal, uh, meaning the Fed would have uh, no balance sheet. And I was calling bullshit on that ever since day one. I knew that there was no way that that could ever happen. And yeah, you could sell off the balance sheet a tiny bit. You could pretend that things could be okay. But in the long run, uh, you know, that's just going to hasten how quickly everything would then devolve. And so at the time I was thinking, well, if we start raising rates, uh, and right now it's looking like, and at the time I was saying we're probably gonna have a $1.2 trillion deficit that year, which at the time uh, everyone thought was crazy. And it actually ended up being exactly $1.2 trillion, which was sort of a lucky guess uh, on my part which I guess technically the deficit wasn't 1.2 trillion. The debt went up 1.2 trillion because they don't count all the debt you actually add uh, as a deficit, like you or I might in our own households, but you know, that's government. So if you have a, uh, watch out for that, watch out for that. You don't wanna, Yoshi, definitely don't wanna be stepping in this. But you know, if you, like, like all the hurricanes that happened and natural disasters, since those are different off budget items, those actually don't count as being part of the deficit. But anyways, I, it's a topic I have uh, discussed in the past. And so we've got this, um, so I was like, okay, well, if we've got, uh, if the Fed's gonna be selling $50 billion of bonds a month, uh, okay, that's, I don't know, what is that, $600 billion right there. We've got a $1.2 trillion deficit. So, okay, well, where are we gonna find buyers for one point? eight trillion dollars of debt every year while pretending that we can raise interest rates it's going to uh make the going on underneath a little tunnel over here guys that should feel pretty good it's like 99 degrees already because i was having that gopro issue so i uh, was trying to get that fixed but hopefully there's not too much of a tunnel echo in here but i realized well if we need to start having creditors uh soak up 1.8 trillion dollars of bonds in addition to all the normal uh, stuff that we're doing, it's going to make the interest rates soar. Uh, and then the interest rates soaring is then going to make the stock market go down, uh, in which case the Fed's gonna have to completely renege and every single, every, every single, every single thing that they said they're gonna do. You know, I'm gonna take a quick drink over here because it is, like I mentioned, it is like over like, it's almost like 100 degrees already. But I knew that there was no way that they could do the things that they said they were gonna do. Uh, just because mathematically, there's no way they could do those things. Yoshi, you want some water too? Come on, you want some water? Actually, there's some xylitol on that one, so can't have that one. Just give him the regular water. Come on, you want some water? Want some water? Oh, oh that's a good boy. Oh, that's a good boy. Okay, okay, there we go. So mathematically, I knew that there was no way that those things could actually be done because it would cause interest rates to soar. And the only way to get the rates back down would be to artificially manipulate the market by having to restart quantitative easing, restart uh, all these really BS programs that they have. Let me just make sure this is still filming. 
All right, I just wanted to cut it in two parts just in case something happened with that. But, but yeah, I knew that they'd have to start all these programs again, and it was only a matter of time. And we were just trying to, you know, complete fake it till you make it economy. And everything Trump was saying was honestly making it a lot worse because now we're in a situation where, uh, you know, we had all these people believing that things were that this was really the greatest economy in the history of the world when that was definitely not the case. Uh, it wasn't the case when Obama was in there and it's certainly not the case when Trump was in there. And, you know, everyone knows that, uh, come on, Yoshi, it's really hot here. Let's take a break over here if you're gonna sniff around. Um, I knew that there was no way they could just do these things. And so this whole thing kicks off uh, going back to October 4th, 2018, when Jerome Powell said we're on autopilot. Famously, I guess not famously, because nobody really knows, but the day before, I had a uh, one of these videos where I came out and said there's no way the Fed can do all this stuff and here's the strategy to be able to uh, get yourself through that. And so late uh, Q4 2018, I mean, the clients had just started coming on board with me when I left from my previous firm to uh, where I'm at now. Uh, they were a little affected because the market was down about, went down about 20% and the Fed then said, oh, we're we're not going to do any more quantitative tightening anymore. They stopped everything that they were pretending that they could do. And then the market soared, even though the companies didn't, weren't earning any more money. And that can be, you know, traced back to speeches I gave at Anarchizona uh, last year, which was actually the first World Alternative Video, World Alternative Media video that I posted myself. Uh, also traces back to basically the last two Anarchapoco speeches I gave, where I went over all these different issues. And why none of this stuff, uh, you know, would actually work in in the long run. And so it's just, you know, so frustrating now to be at this point and, you know, kind of skipping ahead a little bit, going back to last September of 2019, you had uh, the repo markets were blowing up. And for that, you know, I'd recommend you guys watch. I mean, there was, uh, I gave a discussion with Mark Edge of Free Talk Live about the repo markets, sit down for a little bit. Uh, not that I'm too tired, just uh, it's like super hot and it's good shade right here. But you know, Mark Edge of Free Talk Live, give a discussion with him. Uh, Jeff uh, Kirkdakis of Uptrend and the uh, cryptocurrency investing group, uh, you know, went over it in detail with him. Just yeah, just go back to uh, you know September, October, 2019, and you guys can find plenty of videos that break down the repo markets and what all that business means. Especially you know Tim and John show uh, we did. I've concentrated on repo markets before in the past. So those are some of the places that you guys would go to uh, get that information. Then, uh, you know, it started being like, oh, well, instead of selling $50 billion a month, we're going to stimulate $40 billion a month. Or it was something like that. Maybe it was 45. I don't have every number uh, memorized in my head here. I'm not, not completely like Rain Man. So then, uh, so then I think that turned into like $100 billion a month and then it turned into like a hundred billion dollars a day then it turned into i believe at one point there was two separate uh one trillion dollar ones and then it turned from we're doing them overnight to we're doing them for two weeks to we're doing them for 30 days to we're doing them for three months so oh by the way the banks don't even need to hold on to any of your fucking money anymore so uh you know it's just been you know it's quite the crazy progression of how things have uh how things have have turned out and i do have you know rocking luke's uh you know demonetized shirt that you know kind of came in uh 
you know, of course, you know, right after all this stuff had gone down. But, you know, I still like the work that he's done in the past. And I definitely disagree with him on this whole pandemic thing. But, you know, I've got the shirt, so might as well wear it. And, and now this would be two stations that I was regularly on uh, that have been demonetized in the past two months. So obviously this is information that uh, that they don't want you they don't want you seeing that they don't want you getting out that it they don't want the people knowing. So then you uh, you know now we're I don't know where we're at now we're like December of 2019 I guess in the story and the repo markets have already started going insane. Uh, you know the financial markets were really uh, un. I mean, unbelievably, uh, you know, fragile. I, you know, fast forward to, uh, I guess I'm rewinding from where we're currently at, to the speech I gave at Anarcha Poco talking about, listen, there's all of these major, major, major bubbles that are out there. You guys listening to this right now and the 2% of you that are female listening to this too, I definitely applaud you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for, for listening to this. But yeah, I think it's like 97.9% uh, male audience, which is not, you know, not shocking. Uh, but yeah, definitely appreciate the, uh, the female love that that's out there for, uh, you know, those of you that do appreciate this content. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was talking about the uh, corporate debt market and how that was going to blow up. And essentially, what you have is about 30% of uh, investment grade bonds get downgraded to junk. And then that would then, because of the exchange traded funds uh, and the nature of, of how those work and how those really weren't that much into play in 2008, at least compared to now, uh, that you'd have all this selling, which would then force more selling. And then the funds then wouldn't be allowed to actually hold on to those bonds anymore because now they wouldn't be investment grade and it would create this complete cascade uh, effect. So, so what? So when I was talking about this being a bank robbery, essentially then what happened is uh, in 2000, just uh, I guess not 2000, like literally like two weeks ago, what happened is the the Fed started actually buying up junk bonds, and not only buying junk bonds, they were actually buying going through another tunnel over here. They were actually buying. Uh, they're buying the ETFs, and so in some cases buying the ETFs directly from BlackRock, and then BlackRock was the one who was acting as the broker, and then getting a commission for being able to sell all the bullshit. And so, I mean, that should be basically like illegal, uh, and that you know that pales in comparison to all the looting and all the rioting. Not that I, you know, these are just you know brainwashed, uh, you know, idiots who've been going through, you know. Rightfully so, uh, a lot of problems that are basically caused by the Fed. Uh, and when I say, you know, the Fed's responsible, I mean, you know, rich people don't riot. And why are people poor? The people are poor because we have a monetary system that sucks the productivity and wealth out of the system and brings it back to the owners of the system. Yes, your money is owned and it's not your money. It's technically currency. And it says Federal Reserve note on it. Not to belabor this point, because a lot of you guys probably already know this, so I don't need to really go on a rant about this. But uh, watch the video I have on central banks, where it's, uh, I think it says like we're all, we're all slaves to central bankers, or something to that effect. Whoa! <laughs> Yoshi just saw a rabbit and just, uh, just went nuts. Uh, good thing I was holding on to him a little bit, a uh, little 
a little tight there, so <laughs> forgot what I was even saying. Yeah, so go back. So if, if, if this is news to you, uh, you know, better late than never. Uh, figuring this out, and this is why I'm putting this stuff out here. Come on, see all these rabbits. It's going nuts. You know, I'm putting this information out to help try and wake people up. So you know, I, but you know, I don't, I don't want to belabor this for you know the 90 percent of people that probably already know what's up when it comes to the Federal Reserve, especially if you've been following my channel or you somehow got to this point. All right, I'm gonna make sure this is still is still recording. So now we have the Fed going through and actually buying up junk bonds, which way outside the scope of anything anyone would have ever thought they'd ever be able to do, uh, you know, even a year ago, let alone, uh, you know, when the Fed was founded. <sighs> it's just so frustrating because all this stuff was already baked into the cake. All this stuff was already here. The, the corporations were using their money to buy back stocks, you know, even if, you know, great, if the economy, I mean, even when the economy was shut down for like a week or two, back when we were told it was only going to be a week or two, uh, all these companies are already fucked. So, uh, and don't excuse my language. If you're offended by my language, you leave. I mean, and go, you know, happy that your, your kids and grandkids are going to inherit this fucked up world because you're more mad at me and my language than you are at the people who are literally, you know, butt raping us left and right. Uh... And it sounds like I'm angry. I mean, I guess, yeah, I'm, I mean, I walk around every day, not really angry, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to put myself and my clients in the best, you know, position, and my family, of course, in the best position. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I show a little bit of emotion sometimes on here, but uh, every day I just kind of go about my day and haven't really been watching a ton of the news. I uh, really haven't watching any of the news. I mean, I've just started turning my TV for the first time in like, three or four months to watch uh, probably like most of that Jordan's Last Dance, but that was, other than that, Bread and Circus, really haven't uh, engaged too much in any of this because I just needed to, you know, work on myself a little bit, and none of this, okay, you know, I was talking about all these escalations years ago and all the stuff that's happening years ago, so, you know, I don't really need to go <laughs> turn on the news to find out what's going on because I already know what's going on and I already know where this is going. And where this is going, I mean, just look at all the things that this pandemic, all the check boxes that this has really, you know, checked off for the globalist. I mean, you know, round one, it's, uh, you know, we got to get some sort of forced vaccinations and then we're going to have this uh, certificate of vaccine identification. Oh, COVID. Uh, so we have to have that going on. And then they're going to say, oh, well, you can't even travel unless you have this. I mean, in China, they already have a social credit score that they've had for about two years now where you can't even travel in the country if your social credit score, i.e., you know, anyone that's awake and talking shit about the Chinese government or talking about the oppression that's going on over there or, or talking with somebody that talks about the oppression over there uh, or getting too close to those people or not, uh, you know, sig heiling enough when, you know, G's up there on the TV that, uh, you know, they've taken away your ability for your kids to go to private school, for you to go on a train, for you to go on a plane, for you to get in a bus. Really just to do basic, basic, basic stuff. They've taken away the ability to do that in China. And it was the American companies, tech companies, that built this infrastructure. And now you got psychopaths like Bill Gates out there who are trying to roll that out over here. And he's really being... Actually, let's get a little, maybe view the little waterfall over here. 
But yeah, we got decent views. We're getting back to the main road over here. Maybe Yoshi might want to dip his feet into the water. Probably should have walked the other way. But, uh, where was I even going with all this stuff? It's just so hard to keep track of. Oh, yeah, so what they're using this for. So we've already seen that they wanted to roll out some sort of digital dollar. The initial $1,200 uh, bribe that they gave us. That was actually, in the initial bill, in the Maxine Waters bill, that was supposed to be in the form of a digital dollar. So think of it like a Bitcoin dollar, but they, but it's still the dollar. Um, however, it, it will be in a digital format. And you've seen the, you know, bastardization of cash. You've seen people who, uh, now, see Yoshi, do you want to get your feet wet? What's the matter? You've seen people who, uh, now we're just talking about how great the government response to all this stuff is and how wonderful it will be. And really, this was just a bank robbery, pure and simple, man. This is absolute bank robbery, what just went on. All these companies were already screwed. And now this was a convenient way to say, oh, well, it's not the company's fault that all this stuff happened, that you know, everything was humming along great. And, you know, what are we doing? What you doing, man? You know, absent, uh, you know, this global pandemic that no one besides Bill Gates and Tony Fauci could foresee that uh, everything would have been going on great. And so what we need to do is we need to rescue all these companies because it was no fault of their own. And, oh, we'll just start buying all your fucking junk bonds. Uh, but then meanwhile, if, you know, uh, even people who have excellent credit right now, Yoshi, what are you doing? Even the people who have excellent credit right now are having very difficult time obtaining what are you doing? You trying to swim? I don't think he's ever swam before. But this isn't very good water to scoop. Come on. Let's get out. Let's get out. Come on. We'll get another drink up top. I got better water for you. Even people who, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, I mean, it's being used as a basically a skeleton key to get done all the stuff that they've wanted to do. You know, like Rahm Emanuel said, never let a crisis go to waste. And so whether it was a bioweapon that escaped from the Wuhan lab or the Wuhan version of the CDC that was only like 900, I don't know if it was meters or feet away from that wet market that escaped or whether it was deliberate or an accident. Either way, it was hyped up. Um, you know, this whole thing was, you know, maybe a little more deadly than the average flu. I was saying from the beginning, more people would die from economic reasons than would actually die from coronavirus. Something I was right out in the beginning of saying, getting attacked. I mean, that was, that's definitely true. I mean, take a look at all the suicides, take a look at everything that's going on. And oh yeah, by the way, the stock market last time I checked today, was actually up. So all hell breaking loose everywhere and the stock market's up. So go figure. I mean, it just, you know, makes... So much sense that would be the case and that would be how things end up going down. So what they want to do is they want to eventually get this into some sort of social credit uh, grid. Got a nice little overlook over here. So got the waterfalls in the back. But uh, what they want to do is, let me see if I can find a better spot with some more shade. And I am doing this when it's just about 100 degrees out here too. And you can tell that I'm not even that uh, 
winded even though I'm talking kind of fast. But yeah, I mean this is being used as the scapegoat to roll through every single thing that they've tried to roll through. Uh, so they're getting, you know, mandatory vaccinations out of this, getting, uh, you know, all this uh, contact tracing out of this. Not that they're not already contact tracing you anyways, but now they just want to legalize what they've already been doing. Uh, and you just see all the different things that they're doing. Let me just take a seat over here. Be careful, buddy. Be careful. See all the different things that they're doing right now, and it's just... You know, they're just trying to sneak through so much tyranny all at once and just seeing what, you know, the people will put up with. And so, uh, you know, now I guess fast forward to the George Floyd death and anyone that's been following me for a while knows that I'm obviously not a fan of what's going on with the police, but it's just, you know, this stuff goes on all the time. And, and why is it, uh, you know, this one that they decide, Yoshi, you doing okay? And why is it this one that they're deciding to hype up all of a sudden? And and, and was it uh, and was it a natural protest, or were there already basically networks in place to help guide and steer these movements along? So you have things like Google, Alphabet, where essentially they're able to you know predict these movements because the entire consciousness of uh, you know everything is of all our energy is being put into these systems. And then they then know where things are going through the collective consciousness of all of our searches and all of our you know, activity being put into these grids that uh, they then take that information and then use it to steer us and to hijack it to get us to go to where they want us, uh, where they want society to go. So a lot of times it's not even, and for those of you listening on the podcast, I've, I've been showing some scenes of my dog. And stuff, so I do you know apologize. It's more like a bonus episode because uh, you know wanted to be able to get out, get some sun, get some of that evil vitamin D that uh, Hootube will not allow you to talk about. <sighs> but yeah, where was I going with all this stuff? Yeah, I mean it's you, you take a look at these protests, and you know oh conveniently there's you know pallets of bricks laid out there. Oh, there's you know pre-made uh, Molotov cocktails just ready to be thrown. Oh, there's, uh, you know, the, the first auto zone was, that was set on fire that sort of kicked all this stuff off, was uh, done so by a, uh, hey, Yoshi, ah, oh, it's all filled with crap now. The first auto zone that was on fire, I mean, that was very shady circumstances of how that all, you know, kicked off. Uh, it looked like you got that, the black uh, guy dressed in all black who uh, had the umbrella and that sure as heck looked like uh, some sort of Asian provocateur situation. Uh, and I think that they spray painted, uh, this is the free shit zone. So it's an auto zone, free shit zone. Yoshi, let's get something to drink. Hold on. Some drink, buddy? Here you go. Ah, get your head, get your head. No, you don't. You don't like that. All right, let's get some more to drink. He's half Rhodesian Ridgeback, and they're uh, dogs that were actually bred to be able to keep up with a horse for 30 miles and run mountain lions down to the point. Well, he's also part Chihuahuas, which is so he's like half the size of a Ridgeback, uh, if not even more. So 
I guess I can make the tacos uh, analogy with him. But uh, yeah, they're, they're designed, these dogs are designed to be out in the heat. And I, you know, I'm trying to keep them on trails as much as possible and uh, on dirt to help him out. But he loves going for walks, walks with his dad. But uh, yeah, I guess getting back to this whole, all the rioting and stuff that's going on, they, they take all this pent up anger and they take all these emotions and, and now you've got these celebrities and I, and I think I saw like Kylie Jenner is now has some sort of, you know, Black Lives Matter bailout fund where it's supported by white people. And so essentially you go and you riot and you go get put in jail and uh, you'll make sure that there's rich white Hollywood celebrities that can help uh, bail you out. So, I mean, just such a crazy, crazy time, but you know, I, I feel for, I mean, again, I'm not uh, some cop sucker over here. Everyone that knows me knows that I've had uh, instances with the police and things that have affected my life that have made me not very big fans of the police. But, you know, I think that people that blame the police and everything are just as dumb as the people that never blame the police. And the people that never blame the police, I think, are you know, even more guilty of all this because, you know, they've allowed all this stuff to happen and they've allowed this powder keg to get to the point where the globalist and, you know, tech companies like Alphabet can go and hijack these movements to go steer them in whatever direction that they want them to go into. And, uh, you know, it's just really sad when, you know, a lot of these problems are economic problems, but, you know, I guess in, in closing, I don't really know if this is closing, but uh, I guess like, the synopsis is this was a crisis that was already baked into the cake. It was going to collapse at some point, and it really worked out really favorably for, uh, I'd say it even worked out good for Trump because he went in and embraced this market, which means many owned it. And now since he owned it, it meant that uh, he was going to be blamed for whatever went on. But now that it's a pandemic, like... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I still can be blamed for that too, but uh, to some extent, you know, he's able to, you know, I guess get out of Dodge without, what are you doing? Hey, you don't stick your head down a hole. Like, it could be a rattlesnake hole, dummy. Yeah, geez. Yeah, you don't go sticking your head down this big hole. Anyways, uh, this whole thing was already baked into the cake, and then now that we get the pandemic, and then now we're getting the the uh race riots and uh you know and now we're probably gonna you know now we're starting to go underneath some sort of martial law uh well i don't know if it's full martial law but there's you know there's curfews at eight o'clock and you know i strategically place myself at the very 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 far corner of i'm not gonna say exactly where i'm at but in you know technically i guess i'm not in phoenix but i'm uh you know, as far away from, I guess, downtown while still being in civilization as you can possibly get. So, you know, I've got a grocery store right there. And, but, you know, other than this little plaza and there's some stuff that's about five miles away. But other than that, I mean, going from here to Vegas, there's really almost nothing in between. So, you know, I strategically decided to live as far away from all that calamity and chaos and, and everything, every single, you know, I guess, gut intuition. I've been telling people that just for a while. Uh, saying that you need to go out into the countryside, see a guy in a mask walking up, but you know, need to uh, watch out for the glass over there. Hold on, there's some glass over there. But I mean, yeah, I mean, everything that I've been uh, thinking about is saying that you've got to get. Uh, hello.
Yep. I mean, oh, look at this. We got a little Roadrunner. So, up, oh, Yoshi, can you get that? Oh, can you get the Roadrunner? Oh, man, this guy, you can definitely tell this is a guy that wants to go hunt. But, yeah, I mean, just seeing people with been walking. I mean, it's almost, it's probably 100 now. And just walking full on mask, tried saying hello, just kind of gave me a little grunt. But just trying to deal with, I know, you can see exactly who's watching too much TV exactly who you know uh our brainwashed sheep so i guess that's a good thing you can you know we can really see who are the ones who are falling prey to all this stuff and, and i can see if you're in a doctor's office or hospital or airplane or in a place where they make you do that but come on dude it's june 1st everyone knows that this is a scam by now if you don't know it's a scam by now then you're an idiot uh and you're probably not watching this anyways uh if you uh are of that persuasion because we're already deep into this but this was yeah it was all baking the cake and then now we've it's the perfect excuse to you know uh you know close things down get martial law suspend the elections cause even more chaos and then to get some order out of that chaos where it's this hegelian dialectic of problem reaction solution so you have the solution you create the problem you wait for the reaction the solution is uh, everybody needs money. The best way to give them money is through a digital dollar. That digital dollar will then eventually uh, be used to socially engineer people, to get people to do the things that they want you to do. And if you don't do those things, you're gonna be penalized. Maybe you won't get as much money. Maybe you'll have to pay higher taxes. Maybe you won't get some, uh, some other incentive that's going on. Maybe they'll get the companies themselves uh, through like, the private market to do this. So then that way it will take away arguments like, uh, like, oh, the government can't do it because you'll have the big tech companies who have basically merged through the government. And, and if you look at who owns these pension, a lot of these government pension funds are the biggest owners of these corporations. And so in essence, uh, you already have the merger of governments and corporations. You already have the merger of government corporations through buying up the bonds, buying up the junk bonds. And so if you, as the Federal Reserve, are buying up junk bonds, I mean, you are the highest lien holder if companies are de defaulting. And so just, you know, two weeks ago when they bought Hertz rental car bonds through uh, one of these big ETF purchases, and now Hertz is bankrupt. So now the Fed owns a whole fucking fleet of rental cars when they never had that money to begin with. They just printed up out of thin air uh, digitally, bought the bonds, and now own the world. So, and not that owning Hertz rental car is earning the earning uh, owning the world, but you guys know what I mean. And that's why you had people like who was I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, oh, "What do you say? First by inflation, then by deflation. If we ever allow a private central bank to issue the currency and credit this nation, well, that first by inflation, then by deflation, we'll end up homeless on the continent our forefathers conquered." And stop sniffing down all those holes. You're gonna get bit Yoshi, Yoshi Satoshi. <sighs> so anyways, just a crazy, crazy world. I think this whole thing's a pandemic. I think this whole thing's a scam. And by the way, I did interview Dr. Judy Mikevitz right before all this stuff kicked off. That's a podcast ex exclusive, a float.app exclusive, and it's on, well, I guess it's on a few places. Basically, it's not on YouTube, uh, what we're trying to get at. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're, uh, you know, seeing what's up. Oh, we got a little lizard. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yoshi, Yoshi's on the hunt. He's on the hunt for 
lizard. So yeah, I do apologize for those of you who are uh, listening to the podcast version of this. Some of the places where it's cut out because you know, showing showing Yoshi and uh, going on this little walk over here. But yeah, we go for actually yesterday we went for about a five mile run. Uh, that probably wasn't super smart, so probably probably have to wake up a little bit earlier to uh, to do that with Yoshi. But uh, made sure he had plenty of water. But yeah, this is all scamdemic, plandemic. Make sure you guys watch that Judy Mikevitz interview that uh, we had to edit somebody out. Somebody who uh, made that shirt that I'm wearing was edited out of that interview per his request. And uh, yeah, what a time to be alive. I mean, you got people out, I mean, don't use it. I mean, there's still opportunity right now. I mean, crisis and opportunity, same Chinese symbol. And so, you know, if you're 55, 65 and close to retirement, there's things that you can do. If you're 30 years old and you're just sitting at home and you're probably, you know, people who are watching this are probably not, you know, sitting at home just playing Call of Duty. But, you know, for people that are, I mean, you've just wasted such a great opportunity to get, oh, look at, oh, 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 the Roadrunner who is hidden into the bushes over there. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, what an opportunity, though, to, you know, increase different skills in your life to, uh, you know, like for me, like I learned how to use like OBS video editing software. Uh, you know, I have, there's a lot, I mean, that was probably one of the main things I learned throughout this whole uh you know, pandemic over here. I've, you know, made over a hundred videos. I've probably increased my business more than I've ever increased it before. Uh, yeah, unfortunately I had to go through a separation with my wife, had to move. And so I've been, I mean, I've never been busier. I mean, this is, this is crazy. And, but it's weird because I'm actually making less money now than when my business was smaller because I'm taking like literally over hundred percent of the profits, investing all of it back into the business. Uh, I did a few things that gave me more time, but then took away more money because uh, right now is value in getting more time. But I, but if I wanted to, I could be earning more money. I just want to make more money, like two, three, four, five years down the road. I want to, you know, be able to, you know, 100x what I'm doing. Uh, I guess I'm not really what I want to. I, I sort of feel like if you're in the ability to be able to help people, and and if you, and it does take money to change the world, so it's not about. You know, I want fancier this or that. I mean, I live very, very modestly right now, but uh, it's, it's not about money. I mean, if you want to be able to change the world, you want to be able to reach people, you want to be able to change hearts and minds, uh, you know, it does take, I guess it doesn't always take money, but, you know, if, even if you're trying to help the homeless or do anything, I mean, money helps. I mean, even Bill Gates is out there. You go to one of his talks and he's out there, you know, pimping his new uh, subscription services and he's one of the richest guys in the world. And so... You know, we shouldn't be demonizing money, but, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they're not willing to sacrifice for today to have things better tomorrow. And I am. And so, uh, so I know when I, you know, get to that point that I want to be at, that it's going to be because I made decisions today and decisions last year. Uh, I mean, this is not the, you know, you know, pat myself on the back over here, but look at some of the decisions I've made. I mean, when I had to leave my job to go speak at Anarchapoco, I knew that I wanted to be able to push things further digitally, that I wanted to be able to reach people uh, through podcasts and through YouTube. And that was something that I was having a huge amount of pushback on when I was at LPL. So in addition to, uh, they didn't like all the Facebook stuff that I was doing. And I was like, listen, this is in the, going forward in the world, uh, and I didn't think there's gonna be some big pandemic going on, even though I had hazmat suits and all that stuff. 
Uh, now I'm not sure where they are now because of the move. But uh, even if you know the pandemic didn't occur, I was thinking, okay, well, digitally going forward, this is not like your grandpa's economy uh, financial advisor where you're just going to go and shake people's hands and and uh, you know get business that way. That and with millennials, want to actually you know do things like Zoom. I mean, why do you have to go? drive an hour to go meet somebody and drive an hour back and then waste all this time and uh you know through things like zoom which i've been using almost daily since 2015 uh you know it's just so much easier uh, not and yeah there are problems with zoom obviously and i i, I used to think i used to have like an encrypted version of it and i believe they took that away recently which is even though i pay for it and uh but yeah i mean i i'm perfectly poised in this whole uh scandemic we're in now except you know unfortunately having to go through a separation and then finding out i had to move the next day it took what should have been uh the two most productive months of my life and unfortunately had to focus on a lot of bullshit that i wish i didn't have to waste my time on but you know it's all going to be good for the long run and I do appreciate all the thoughts and well wishes and prayers people have given me and positive encouragement uh, you know, it does mean a lot. I haven't been able to get back to all of you. It's just, uh, you know, just every day I just have so many different things going on. But I'm just slowing things down, uh, really not even taking on new clients right now because I've got, you know, a bunch that I'm working on bringing over right now. Just sort of want to clear that off my plate. Going to be potentially doing some traveling in two weeks, going back up to upstate New York. So shout out to uh, 315 Syracuse. Uh, then probably going to make my way uh, up the seaboard a little bit and eventually had to make my way to uh, hopefully Porkfest and Forkfest in, in New Hampshire if, uh, you know, we're not under like complete martial law. But here I am, I mean, I'm starting to like second guess myself now because, you know, here I am in the comforts of where I'm at currently and, you know, be walking around with a gun and nobody cares, but, well, nobody knows. But can't do that in New York, can't do that in some of the other places I'll be visiting and I'll tell you what, right now, I mean, it feels a lot, I mean, I feel very safe right now, even though I am in the kidnapping capital of, uh, of the world, but even that has some fake news stats associated with that. Yoshi, what are we doing? <sighs> but anyways, I hope you guys like this. Maybe I rambled on for a little bit. Maybe I should have cut it off like 15, 20 minutes ago. But just, uh, you know, I figured that this is my channel, so I'll do what I want, do what I want to do with it. And, you know, I appreciate you guys who, you know, have been watching this and helping us grow. And it's not about trying to get likes. It's not about people, uh, amount of eyes that watch this. I want to just put out the content that I want to put out and I don't want to be censored. And I don't want to, and if I wanted to, to just go for likes, I would have continued to just keep doing videos with Luke. I would only do videos with Josh to make sure that we, I'm still gonna be doing videos with Josh, but uh, but it's about just doing things on the schedule that I want to do them on because you know I'm a busy dude and there's things that I want to do in the ways that I want to do them and if I'm running my own channel then I get to do them that way. So I mean it's very simple and uh, I think John Snyson's very similar, <sighs> very similar mindset when it comes to all this. It's funny, they're actually building like an old folks home I think over here. That's right next to the retirement community that's behind me and golf course behind me. And uh, anyways, maybe I'll wake up earlier and do an actual walk and talk on the golf course and we can do uh, in Jeff Berwick style, 
And so for those of you who don't know, Jeff has been going out with some videos where it's like, I'm Jeff and Lucy and tacos. And so uh, we've got Yoshi who is part Mexican, 25% Mexican, being a Chihuahua. So uh, I think we can get away with that. But anyways, I'm gonna go feed him or give him some water here in the shade. Peace out guys. And uh, talk to you guys later. Take care.